Super Brawl is just right around the corner now. It's going to be the biggest night of the Stinger's career, probably the biggest night of my life, period. Everyone's talking just the same way. It's not just me. It is a big match. Lex Luger, Mr. Stone Face, Mr. Businessman, Sting over here, Mr. Emotional, Mr. Painted Face. Yeah, that's me, the guy who's taken the world title very, very serious. Tonight in Milwaukee, you have the opportunity to witness live and living color right there at the Mecca. The biggest confrontation in WCW history, the biggest event between the true greatest athletes in WCW history. We're talking about the world's heavyweight title. We're talking about Sting. We're talking about the total package. We're talking about all the gold right there on the line. This is a long line of title defenses for me, Sting. This will be your last shot at the title. You better make the best of it. Both This is Mark Merrill, and you're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J and that pain in the ass choppy. Your show, your Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. New Skullhead. I was just going to say, this New Skullhead. Danny Diablo, Ezek, Lord Ezek, he's Queens, also of Crown of Thorns. I got inspired today. I put the shirt on this morning. Episode 439 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. We are uh, live to tape. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute. <laughs> I- I'm Phil. I'm Jay. Yeah, we played your, we played your, uh, your, your stuff last week. <laughs> Choppy, Choppy hasn't Choppy. heard... Chubby hasn't heard anything. You know, the new guy? Yeah. Yeah. The new guy. The new guy. So now I'm busting his balls, and I was like, what's up, new guy? He's like, you know, so now he's like, but... um, I listened. It was... was, I listened. Like old hat for Chubby, especially. Yeah, because, (laughs) you know, it did... um, We mentioned this before, like, 
Anyway, we're part of the Shining Wizards Network. We're part of Dark Satellite Media. We are on a rant, rant and hate media. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be live on Facebook when this is done if the if the video works. I think it will. I we'll see what happens. We fucked up more things before. Um, I just uh, you know, uh, we were gonna do it today, tonight. Choppy tapped out. Jay's not feeling too well. He wanted to record in the afternoon. I luckily for him, I wasn't busy. Yeah. I was still out when he called. I was at the doc's office this morning. For figuring out why I'm when, when, well, actually, when I'm going to go deaf in my right ear. No, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so I go to the doctor for the follow up, and um, so for those who don't know, I've had from age three to age like nine, I had to go to the hospital every year and get those drainage tubes in my eardrums because oh. my eardrums punctured when I was about three, and it was I was internally bleeding. So back then, when you went to a city hospital. They didn't have these specialists. They brought the specialists in from Mount Sinai, whatever, and I had to stay in the hospital for a week. Now the procedure's ambulatory. Yeah. But I haven't had any problems with my ears, but I knew I was going deaf in my right ear, like, all the time, right? So I got I got really sick, you remember, after Christmas. Yeah. And I thought I had COVID. And uh, this ear infection must have built up more fluid behind my ear, and it just didn't go away. They gave me drops. The drops made it worse because it, it expanded and gave me the pain. So the pain subsided after he took the wax out from me. So I still came here. So he gave me, gave me steroids for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Medicine went back. Didn't work. So today, he looks at my ears. He goes, listen. He goes, you got a lot of scar tissue on your eardrums. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had like seven surgeries. He goes, I want to, you can either, I can either do this procedure tonight, today. And, but now, because I don't know if it's going to heal. I'm like, we don't even know if it's going to heal. He goes, well, your eardrums are so scarred that you may need tubes for the rest of your life. I'm like, whoa. Tubes, With, huh? Drainage tubes. Yeah, but yeah, the thing yeah. is, I, can't, I, c- I wouldn't be able to go swimming. I wouldn't be able to, if I sweat too much, if it gets in my ear. Like, it, it's all, the eardrum is open with yeah. this tube in it, right? Because it drains all the liquid. So I was like, he goes, I want to try to save the, t- the eardrum. And I'm like, okay. I said, I'd rather do that than be fucking, you know, I'd rather, it, as long as I'm not in pain, because I, I, I have a low pain threshold. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? As long as I'm not in pain, I could, I could deal with it for another, for another month. Of being deaf in one ear, you know, it's bad enough that I'm fucking blind. I should be wearing my glasses now. I'm not actually. <laughs> I'll get them. You gotta on. get used to it. Yeah, no, I have to. No, I I'll be wearing glasses on a computer, so um, I mean, I'll grab them on the break. So I was um, so that's that's how they gave me an ear test this morning, and I failed, Ooh. right? <laughs> and she and what was cool was the doc that was doing it. She actually showed me why I failed, and she goes, "You see this graph right here? You see where the levels are?" You see where you're supposed to be? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, you're not there. I'm like, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, needless to say, um, needless to say, I uh, I have to deal with it. So he says to me, he goes, he wants me to buy this device um, that goes in your nose and it's supposed to pop, help pop your ears. And I'm like, all right. It's like you blow out or something, you, or? like you, you put your nose on it and then and then it like put it forces air in. Oh, okay. It's supposed okay. to pop your ears, but like I'm not paying a hundred dollars for it if it doesn't work. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to find it cheaper online. I'm gonna look for it, you know, because CVS had if like you know eight almost seventy dollars. I'm like fuck that shit, man. But yeah, I'll do anything to save the to save myself from, uh, you know. Oh yeah. Not being not being able to have. Nothing. I mean, the tubes are like when I was a kid, it, it didn't mean anything because when I was a kid, I'd go back every year and, f- and replace them, and then they finally closed up. Yeah, you know. So it is what it is. But it's funny. I, I I see it now, and I and I look at it with Dylan, where I'm like, he's doing, like he'll 
be moving his elbow a certain way, and you know he he cracks his elbow. Yeah, and I and I'm and I keep telling him like, dude, I was like, yeah, it's it's cool now, it feels good now, but twenty years down the road, man, and then now he's doing this new thing where he's cracking his neck a little bit, like where he's like kind of like popping, Jerking it, yeah, yeah, like Oof. he's like he's you know like he's got long hair and he's pushing it out of his face or something, <laughs> and uh, and I'm like I'm like, dude, you know. And then he tells me the other day, he goes, ah, oh, my, my, my neck's hurting. I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. It's like, it's like Cliff Burton from Metallica. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, like, man. He, Cliff, uh, was, Cliff was one of the originals. And so, like, and I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, like, you have no idea. And, you know. You should show him a picture, a video of Tom Morea from Slayer, who's now. Yes. Who's now, like, he's crippled almost because of that. He can't, he had to go for surgeries and stuff. Yeah. And Well, it's even like, and it's funny because, like, and to, to tie it in. Like you look at like Mick Foley from from tonight's throwback, like the, yeah. the match he had, it was an all right match with with Ron Simmons, but he was going above and beyond. But that match isn't as bad as the match he had a Beach Blast. Oh yeah, with Sting, yeah, with Sting, yeah, with all the fucking concrete but, spots. But, but I mean, and the, the Nevada stuff in 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 Germany. I mean, this is where we're gonna get a little bit. The 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 match with Sting makes a little bit more sense in in, in because it's the main event and and I'm not and I'm not taking anything away from Ron Simmons here. Ron Simmons is on the ascend here. This is that's why that's basically you just answered your own question. But you know what I mean? Like you're you're mid card. You're like there's no need for you to be doing uh, a, a bump off the 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 apron to the c- concrete floor. You know, it, to to me at least. You know, so. Yeah. But like, if you would have said that to Foley, and I'm sure guys did, like, yo, you're not going to be walking in 20 years, and look at Mick now, you know. So, it's the same thing. Even now, like with me, with my ears, like playing drums. If there's ambient sound going on around, forget about it. If I'm next to the garbage truck, you, I can't, I, I have to read lips because I can't hear nothing. Yeah. If that, if I have any kind of ambient sound, I have to literally focus in on where I'm, where I'm trying to listen to. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's gone. No, it's bad. It's bad. And like I knew I was gonna go deaf. I wasn't. The problem was I was going deaf and blind at the same time. <laughs> and it and it, like I told you in the summertime, yeah. I'm 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 feeling my age now. I, I never want to feel my age. Yeah. Um. So it, it works out because Will, uh, my best friend Will, his brother's an audiologist too, so I can call. Sean, he'll when I'm ready to get my hearing aids, he can hit me to all the good stuff, you know. Yeah. But I have I have a couple of connects in the health field, thank God. But I just didn't want to get old that quick. I want to wait at least another ten, fifteen years. Yeah. Um, but shit happens, obviously. Father time does no jobs. Yeah, father. T- you're right. You said you said yeah. that father, a few times actually. Father time does no jobs. Augie, stop, man. <laughs> he's trying to get on. He's trying to get on the camera. Yeah, he's a he's like Uncle Jacey. Uncle, he's like Uncle Jacey. <laughs> so yeah, so um. All right, so we got a lot to yeah. talk about tonight, and it's, man, my phone has almost died twice at work this week. I was just telling Jane pre-production, um, I've, I've been involved with some heavy text messages with 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 a bunch of our, with the rest of our boys uh, regarding the news this week, yeah, and this, um, is, this is big. All right, so where do you want to go first? You want to go? Well, let's go. Let's go with WWE the, first. Yeah, let's go with WWE. All right, so breaking news this morning. Uh, Undertaker is it's official. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame this year in Texas. I think I think we all kind of knew. We said that we though. We said it. You know, um, who inducts him though? That's my question. That was my question to you. Uh, it could be Michaels. Could be Kane. It could be. You know, what I'm saying. Could, I I like I like the idea of. Okay, I would I want who I want to induct him would either be. I would I would want to say I if because it, it isn't going to be Vince. 
We know it isn't going to be Vince. No, no, Vince don't need to Vince, really. Vince is the old, but but it it in in essence it should be Vince. Yeah, because it it is arguably his best creation. Uh, um, a loyal soldier. Nobody knows Mark Calloway more than Vince McMahon. So it ha it sh- in in that essence it should be Vince. If it's not going to be Vince, you need. I mean. It's the WWE. Any kind of publicity is good publicity. It's going to be Maya Kane. It's going to be Glenn Jacobs, um, I think, personally. He's got the biggest history, I guess. Yeah. With Kane. Yeah. You can make an argument for Austin or McFoley. I mean, has, has Shawn Michaels inducted anybody? I don't know. I think I don't remember. No, I, I think he, did he, you know what? He hasn't inducted anybody. Is he even, is he in the Hall of Fame? Michaels is in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Tri- uh, Triple H, I believe. Inducted him, inducted yeah. Him. Uh, I believe, so if if it's not going to be Mayor Kane, it's going to be uh, Shawn Michaels, I think. Right. Nobody and listen. We all, we all, you know. Somebody. It was always going to be a matter of time. Texas is the only thing that makes sense. It it should be done in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. And Taker, his 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 run speaks for itself. He, uh, you know, especially with the character. I mean, you listen. We could we can nitpick here and there. What 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 should have happened? But at the end of the day, that run ninety one to two thousand nineteen, that's ninety. I'm sorry, nineteen ninety Survivor Series nineteen ninety. Yes, debut. Um, you know, to WrestleMania. You know, so it was almost thirty years. Yeah, thirty years to the day, almost. And he, uh, there's nobody far more deserving. Uh, you know, especially from in front of the camera to behind the camera. I think is more importantly where. You know, it's 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 come up this week with uh, Jericho was quoted as saying that he he envisions himself as the undertaker of the AEW locker room, and you know Jericho's been kind of getting some flack about that. But I, I I think that's I think that's a great role to have. I think Taker was that guy in in the corner of the room. Taker didn't do anything but be loyal. Yeah, he could. Everybody else went back and forth. Um, I you could say Shawn Michaels too because but Shawn was injured a lot. Yeah. But Taker was the one guy, when it was thin, he was there. Yep. When it was thick, he was there. In between, he was there. And he was the guy that, you know, oh, we have, you know, what's his name? Jorge Rodriguez or whatever, Gonzalez, Giant Gonzalez coming in from Argentina. You know, yeah. El Gigante. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we need somebody to work with him, you know, and Taker was the unfortunately the guy that had him. Taker put, he made careers too. He made careers. Kane, he, Kane owes everything to him. That's yeah, first of all. Without a doubt. A um, couple of guys. Mick Foley owes partially his career in WWE to him. Don't do uh, it. Y- you know what? I, I, I'm I'm going to push back a little bit on that. Oh, I, I mean, cause, not... Cause, 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 and, I, and, I'll say, and I'll say this. I think it's kind of mutual. I think it's mutual because Taker needed somebody to cali- the caliber of, of Foley to kind of pivot out of working with the big clunky guys. Yeah. So 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 yes. I mean obviously uh, Foley needed Undertaker, but I think it was I think it's kind of a two-way street there. If if the match didn't happen, I'm not saying Mick would have been wouldn't have not been where he was, but if that particular match, that Hell in a Cell match didn't happen um with Taker, I feel like the road would have been a little different. 
yeah. in terms of popularity. Because the fans dug him now at that point. The fans are like almost feeling sorry for him. He yeah. was like, and then he became like the corporate thing, and he went in him in the rock. And I, then, I I think it it would have it would have gotten to that point anyway because I and maybe like I said, just because one, I'm a Foley fan, but two, also I think that the, that kind of talent, that kind of um, skill, always works. So I, I think at some point it would have happened, yes, but the road definitely would have been a lot different, I think. You know, another, another guy you think of um, that he helped out, Maven, like I said. Yeah, we were talking about it for, for, for the Royal Rumble 2002. Yeah, there's a, couple, there's a bunch of guys that, you know, anger, John, John, John Cena. Cena, yeah, big show. A lot of guys uh, that crossed his path, Brock Lesnar, um, Roman Reigns. Like, a lot of guys who crossed his path, Triple H, obviously, Austin, The Rock, these guys all had uh, a significant role in the in the legacy of Taker. I was never a big Undertaker fan, per se. My sister Natalie besides, besides, loves him to death. Um, I just liked the longevity. Yeah. Um, people liked when he... When, and then he transitioned with the times. Yep. He did the biker thing. This is my yard. You know, he did the whole uh, Ministry amazing. of Darkness. Yes. Like, it, his character constantly evolved and it never compromised him as a, as a character. And he and he kept kayfabe forever. Yeah. In the airports, in the restaurants, in any time, in, in the public eye, people, like, he wouldn't do a lot of talking. He wouldn't sign autographs. Really. Well, that's what like, and it's and it's you know he had the shoot interview with Austin, which was kind of like a first of you know, and you know that was always the the, the talk about with Taker was like if it will he ever get inducted because will he break the kayfabe and and now now the walls are broken down. I mean, yeah, I mean he's been doing it. He's been on. He's been talking publicly for a couple of years now. Yeah. Um. There was one incident in Saudi Arabia bunch of years ago where he was in he wasn't involved but he was on the tv set with vader when uh the reporter asked if it was real oh it was kuwait kuwait i'm sorry yeah and he and he was involved and i think that part of that was was weird too because again he never spoke yeah you never heard him you all you heard was rest in peace you know yeah maybe you know paul bearer was the mouthpiece you know uh, brother love was maybe Bruce Pritchard could induct him. You know, him. I it was funny because when I when I said that, I was like, ah, you know, Pritchard would 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 be a good one too. He's a Texas Cause, guy cause, too. Cause he's a Texas guy. He's a yeah. great storyteller. Yeah. Um, I I know I believe him and Taker are are are, are fairly close as well. So th- that would that would be pretty good too. I I'd settle for I'd settle for for Bruce Pritchard. I'm just happy he's in. Yeah. And every, listen. Unless you have a lawsuit against Vince or you're in bad graces with Vince, everybody's getting in. It's not like a thing where, oh, that guy's not going to get in. That girl, Every, Everybody's going to get in eventually Yeah, because they've had some kind of significance in the WWE, even guys who didn't have any significance in the well, WWE. Well, this is where I always disagree with Chops is that yeah. it, 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 uh, Benoit's never getting in and, and uh, right. Dynamite Kid's never getting in. Yeah. Th- those, are, those are nevers. I'm going to say Dynamite Kid may get in. Nah. No, there's no way. If 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 I had to play devil's advocate and just, but I'm not going to butt into your into yeah. your debate with, with 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 the new guy. Well, here's well, here's, see, here's here's my reasoning behind this is that a- after Vince is long gone and the, and the company has been sold to Disney, there's going to be a whitewashing of history and 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 Dynamite Kids never going to make it to the surface. If Disney leaves them alone, like they leave Marvel alone, I could see that not happening. I could see them doing what they got to do. Listen, you can't. And we've talked about this with politics too, you and I behind this, you know, when in, in our in our personal lives. Like you can't change history. Like you can't erase it. It's there. 
Um, they, you, people cry. They want to take statues down. They want to take holidays away. They want to add holidays. Like, I, listen, I am a proud, very proud Italian American. Okay, I have two generations, maybe three generations here in, in in New York alone, and I understand that Columbus raped and pillaged the fucking Caribbean before he discovered the yes. United States. I listen. I'm not ignorant. We're not celebrating it we're, either. Right. We're not celebrating it. We're celebrating what he did discovering the land that we were on now. So it's like, and he wasn't looking to do that. He was looking to discover things and get goods for the queen. Right? So it was like, I get it. You can't stop the holiday. They want to take statues down. These people were significant in history. Yeah. Re- wrestlers, athletes, like, you know, like... Listen, there's a there's a there's a fucking statue of Ty Cobb in front of Tiger Stadium. Ty Cobb was one of the greatest players in his generation. Ty Cobb was also a womanizing, yep. biggest bigot, racist fucking scumbag on the planet. Yep. But Ty Cobb has a fucking statue in Detroit. Yeah. Okay. So I I I get it. Um. So you can't listen. I could see them not doing Benoit because of what he did. Yeah. Dynamite Kid didn't kill anybody. Dynamite Kid didn't do anything. Dynamite Kid just became bitter, got hurt, really hurt, really bad, and went where the money was and decided not to play ball in the states and hurt himself. He hurt himself in, in a long run. Yeah, and he could have had a longer career if he would have stayed in the states. Pro- oh yeah, without a doubt, because he was killing himself in Japan. Yeah, without you know? a doubt. But I, I, I just think that he, the way that it's just left off, and and once again, I'm just going to use today's culture, it is as soon as you mention, you know, look what they did to Fabulous Moolah. They would they named the, 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 the Battle Royal the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal. And then they found some shit on her. And then they, so it, it's only a matter of time. I, that That's where I'm coming from with that stuff. But both guys are dead now. And I feel like postpartum, they could, they could, they could, their legacies... Especially with the with the people who are still alive, like Harry Smith and and the, the Hearts and yeah, and I think I think Dynamite's one of Dynamite's nephews or kids. He's wrestling now. I think I forget, but like, there's I mean there was no more. It was more ill will than anything, you know, than compared to Benoit. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's apples you know? and oranges. But I feel like you can't you can't erase this shit, man. You can't. It's gonna be listen. The WWE can take the the peacock, the cock, and they can erase anything they want. It's still there. Oh yeah. Uh you know, I have full pay per views on DVD, YouTube, Daily Motion. I got VHS tapes in, in, in storage. Like, you're never gonna take it away, okay? Well, like I said, it, and it always goes back to and, and like you said, no matter who you are, you could be persona non grata, there's always a chance and especially you know, like Vince says it the best, and, and listen, we shit on Vince at, at any chance we get here. But at the end of the day, I think the dude is such a genuine guy, and he does love the business, and he loves the the performers inside the ring. You know, like, you, you, you look at somebody like The Warrior, where, you know, God, for years they, they were at battles. And, you know, WWE did the whole self-destruction of The Ultimate Warrior. It was just a basic, an unbelievable hit piece on The Warrior and how bad he was. And then, you know, eight years later, ten years later, uh, he goes, yeah, bring the warrior in. And, oh, that never happened. So, like, it's it's always going to happen to some extent. But to me, you know, I, don't, there's few guys that mm, may be in time. But it, with today's culture, especially, nah, there's no shot. 
All right. Um, did you see the NXT event this week? No, I did not. I enjoyed it. It was Vengeance Day, they called it. Yeah. Um, a little play on Valentine's Day. I'm I'm loving the stuff that they're doing with, uh, like from last week with Ziggler coming to. Oh yeah, the title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I, so now that intrigue that it definitely perks up my antenna a little bit because I like that whole cross pollination. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunne beat Tony D'Angelo in a weapons cage match. Yeah. I don't. I the the weapons cage thing is is weird to me. Everything good? Yeah, yeah. Let me answer. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's all right. The weapons page, the, the weapons cage thing is weird because they um, it it's not it's a thing where I don't understand why you're having all this nonsense and you can't do it. You can't put any color on the, on the guys. You can't have any. You know, you can't have blood, which is annoying. Um, but he beat him. Uh, your next match was the. NXT Tag Team Championship, Women's Tag Team Championship, The Attraction, Toxic Attraction, versus Jay's Future Baby Mama, uh, Hartwell, and her tag team partner, Parada. Um, uh, Toxic Attraction did win by pinfall to retain the championship. And I may have to break up with uh, Indy Hartwell because Gigi Dolan is... Well, Dolan and Jane, they weren't. And, you know, not for nothing, we gave them shit. Or at least I did. They weren't very impressive. They were impressive in this match. But this is but this is something where it's 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 what I always say about backup quarterbacks. Your job as a backup quarterback is to when called on, you're supposed to go into the game and perform. You are in the league. You, you, yeah, you're a backup, but you're there to be, you know, called upon when when needed. Gigi Dolan and, and uh, oh, I forget her name right now. Uh, uh, oh, on the tip of my tongue, her tag team partner. Press. Uh, ooh, I was gonna say something Preston, but that's not it. Who? Uh, Toxic attraction. Oh, um, Hotwell. Hot. Yeah. No, not not Hotwell. Hotwell and Parada versus um. Gigi Dolan. Gigi and, Dolan and Jane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like they were kind of like Gigi Dolan, Kelly Presley. She's been on the Indies for a while, but like you know, wasn't really being used in NXT, and then all of a sudden, just found a little spot for her. Called her number and here she is in the game and and, and I think performing at a at a, a a top level, especially now put in with, with with Mandy Rose and and all this stuff, like they're getting a lot of TV time and rightfully so. Mandy Rose, nice on the eyes. No one, no one's like a lot of people that we, a lot of people in our social circles in in on social media and in the podcasting world are not sold on her as a performer. She's gotten better. I mean, she's better than she was. I can, yes. I, you know. So people are still like, all right, she's nice on the eyes, but she's not really that not nice in the ring. And I think for the championship, the lineage that that particular belt has, yes, that's going to be a knock on people because now you, you you're feeling almost every champion has performed, yes, oh, I mean above and beyond. So I feel like any anybody who has that title now has to. Rise. You know, yeah, rise to the occasion. Congratulations to Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Yeah, they had a son, right? Baby Quill. Oh, Quill? Yeah, Quill. Mm-hmm. After the, uh, I guess, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Augie, get down. Oh, Quill. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, Augie. Yeah. And, uh, and he... <laughs> I was going to hit him. I don't scare him. They, uh, call it? Yeah. So now future Johnny wrestling, future Quill wrestling. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Knight... Our boy L.A. Knight. Uh, why is he? Why is he not on the main level yet? He reveals Grayson Wall- Waller violated his restraining order. You know what I was wondering? How come nobody has done the um, 
Do you know the uh, you know the song Joan Jett? Do you want to touch? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to touch? Yeah. Do you want to touch? Yeah. Do you want to uh, touch me? Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> I just I said, why? How come nobody's done that yet? Yeah. I was doing that. My I was doing the dishes before. I'm like, do you want to touch? Yeah. Do you? Wanna? <laughs> I couldn't stop doing it before. It's. Uh, I, I, I like Grayson Waller. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes. Um. And he's got that big, big chooch with him. Um, what's his name? Um, Sarga, Sanga, Sanga, Sanga. Sounds like a fucking Street Fighter name. Um, so yeah, Knight took out Waller and announced they're gonna fight next week. So that yeah. was a big deal. Um, North American Championship: Cameron Grimes against the man Carmelo Hayes. Yes. Um, Melo does beat Grimes by pinfall. Um, uh, Not know. mad at that, Carmelo. No. I, I, this guy's a star. Uh, but but then Pete Dunn gives him the eyes after the match. It's, that's it. Tell and, and, and progress the story. Yeah. Best match of the night, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. but but progress the story. And Dusty Classic, uh, the tag team classic. The Creed Brothers won. They beat MSK. Yeah, I you know I wasn't too surprised by this. The, the Creed Brothers are starting to win me over a little bit. So they are they performance center guys. They're, they're homemade, so, yeah. right? I think I think so. Because Bazza said something the other day in the chat. He was like, um, they won the trophy, but why are you giving trophies to performance guys? Like, you know, it's almost like, you know, like they, I see what they're doing, but, you oh, know. Because the Dusty Classic went to, like, everybody. Right. You know, Samoa Joe and Finn Balor and yeah. uh, MSK last, last year. Yeah. Yeah, and then the um, NXT Championship. Um Braun Breaker defends against Santos Escobar with Legado del Fantasma and Choppy agrees that their 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 valet is fucking delicious. Yep. Um she's actually a wrestler too though. Yeah. But um what do you call it? It it got Ciampa gets involved, Ziggler gets involved. Um Ciampa actually attacked Ziggler, sent him to the back. Escobar hit a tilt the world DDT but missed missed the frog splash and then Breaker speared him with and then a military press power slam for the oh, win. It's Braun Breaker is the I'm I'm kind of glad he wasn't in the in the Royal Rumble. Let him get his you know, let him get like his 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 foundation set here. Let him you know we need maybe like you know down the road after WrestleMania season maybe get a little heel turn out of him. Definitely need some more mic time, but uh, this this dude's a star inside that ring. So I just broke this to Jay too. They um. They did. They they're changing two hundred five to NXT level up, so I'm I'm assuming it to be like a minor league to NXT Ugh. for the cruiserweights. I, I never watched two hundred five. I think I watched maybe one episode of two hundred five live my whole life. I watched it back in the day when it would you know when it was actually like Tony Nese and I love Tony Nese. Yeah, like the like these guys were on it. Brian Kendrick, you know, uh, you know. I I remember watching the Buddy Matthews, the Buddy Matthews Mustafa Ali. Feud on yeah, it. That yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of the greatest matches on there. They, 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 yeah, they had some classics though, even on regular TV. And uh, you know, now we're gonna have a, a farm system to the farm system. Like, it, it's just what's an, next? Yeah, this is just the, the new brass over there, just doing doing not that do, not doing the show justice. Um, yeah, I, I just cut it. How about that? How about just not even have it? Do but but you, you listen, you're. WWE is reporting record-breaking numbers. We'll talk about that in a second because there's some stuff going down that I want to bring to your attention. Yeah. Um, EC, e, e, the uh, Elimination Chamber is tomorrow morning, or tomorrow afternoon at noon. 
from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they're uh, on their way down there as we speak. Uh, Charlotte's already there. Oh, there's already there. She posted a picture on social media. Yeah, uh. let's go over the card, shall we? Yes. Big copper pump. Let me see here. Um, all right. The let me see here. We'll start from the bottom because then we can work our way up, and then we can. Let's see here. Let's see. Come on. All right. All right. Here we go. Um, the one <laughs> Mansoor versus Jinder Mahal. Yeah. Uh, I don't Did, care. Mansoor's gonna win. Uh, you know, I it's, it's gonna Again. have his yeah obligatory. Uh, listen, this is just WWE stuff, you know, but. You know, I, I'm surprised they haven't been showing him on TV. Even, like, oh, wait, we got to bring out Mansoor. We're going going to Saudi Arabia soon. We got to break him out soon. Uh, you got to have him out there. He's, he's, he's not a bad worker. He's not a bad wrestler. Jinder hasn't really been doing much of anything. And Jinder looks so good. Yeah. Like he, you, he reinvented himself in terms of physical. Oh, yeah. He's a beast. Um, Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Uh, eh, who cares? The Miz. Miz is going to go over. Uh, you know, listen, Ray's Ray's doing his thing. His his job now is to put over, do what the guys in WCW were not going to do for you, and 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 put over put over the younger talent. Okay. Um, Ronda Rousey and Na- Naomi versus Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. You know, I mean, first off, let's talk about that botch from uh, you, you see that footage with with Charlotte and Ronda. And I I cannot wait for SmackDown tonight to see how they edited that around. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know I I'm happy Ronda's back. I I, I mean so am I. We we talked about this. Yeah. Though. I I I mean I, I'm happy she's back. I I think her first it it was funny because she had two promos after the Rumble. And. You know the the one on Raw. You could see you can see the the crowd getting to her, and like she's kind of acting defensively. Whereas she, you know, and Shane Douglas used to do it all the time. Like he goes, "Oh, I work you guys. You guys don't work me." Yeah. And like she <laughs> kind of, and she kind of needs to have that attitude towards it. And on SmackDown, and now it's it's gotten. I it's it's a lot better, at least in my eyes. I I think her 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 promo. Come out as the baby face and then, you know, soon to be, you know, uh, I, I like the idea of keeping Rhonda and Becky separate. Right. Let that build up because the, the money there is on, on Twitter. The money there is in the is on the mic. It's not in the ring is another thing, but the, 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 the promos leading to that is just going to be amazing. Yeah. By the way, have you seen, first off, Ric Flair is one of my new favorite fucking listens now because oh, the podcast, yeah. he's he's i don't know why he's so he's so bitter he's bitter because he reminds me he's like the nature boy honky-tonk man now because like he's so yeah. fucking bitter yeah he is it, it's sad um I told you this was going on though with him they they took him out of the credits they took you know he they won't give him one of his belts back him and hunter had like an agreement or something yeah um he had a falling out with becky lynch apparently well now and then like it's funny because like she, she, you know, got divorced again. Yeah, poor, poor Rick. Uh, he, he's he's shitting on on Becky for calling Rhonda Ronnie, but like that's their thing. Like Becky, uh, Rhonda's calls Becky Rebecca. Like that, that's what they like. So like Flair's just kind of now he's just 
He's nitpicking. He's nitpicking for but no Mark reason. Madden, Mark Madden doesn't help anything because Mark Madden's one of his best friends in real life. And Mark Madden is not going to go against Ric Flair. No. He'll disagree with certain things. No. But, but, but if you listen to the podcast, he feeds right into his bullshit. And it's like, you know, and you've said this, like, you know, it's a lot of, bless you, it's a lot of fluff. Yeah. And um, the, it, it, people are going to listen. He's already got, he's got a ton of sponsors already. Yeah, listen. You know, but it's, it for the older fan, for the smarter fan, I want to say, um, I'm bless you. I'm in it for the stories. Yeah, like, I'm in, I'm, I, I, I don't. I want I, his insight. I don't care about his current. I want yeah. a turnbuckle throwback with him. I yes. want. I want to hear about stories on the road. I want to hear like. I want to hear like. Obviously, we know the matches with him and Steamboat, but like talk about the matches from the early '80s. Like talk about going up and down the road. Talk about Japan. Talk yeah. about. I mean, he's toured with the NWA title. He's basically wrestled on every continent. Yeah. I think even Africa. I'm not sure. Maybe Africa, but I think I, I'm almost positive he's wrestling on every continent as the NWA Heavyweight Champion, which is a feat in itself. Okay, because when you were the champ back then, you traveled like that. Oh yeah. And uh, as we see Sting and Luger for our throwback tonight, which oh, is yeah. I'm very excited about that. Um, but you know it is what it is. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss falls count anywhere. Oh, I, I, I th- throw away match. Drew, Drew, listen. Uh, come towards WrestleMania season, I'd, I'd like to see a nice turnaround for Drew. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be a main player, um, but let's let's get him into a prominent position post-WrestleMania. The Viking Raiders got a tag team title shot on SmackDown against the Usos. Uh, I'm excited for this match. I, I like we, we we liked War Machine back in the day. Yep. So I mean, you know, it's 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 it, they're they're a good team. They're they're very good workers for th- big men. They can move. I think the Usos are going to win. Usos have not lost anything remotely in a, in a very long time. They are to me, they're this generation Steiner brothers. Yeah. Um, they're well, they're blood related, and not only on top of that, they're just a they 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 they've gotten better. And that's when Rick, actually Ric Flair pointed that out. He loves the Usos, and I have to love them too. They're, they're just – and Choppy and I said this a, a bunch of years ago. If they stick with them and don't break them up, they're going to be something, and they were. So, I yeah. guess, you know, Raw women's title, Becky Lynch versus Lita. I don't see Lita winning, but it's uh, – It's a great story, yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see her winning. It's going to put a notch in Becky's belt, no pun intended, for WrestleMania, so – Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Ash versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Alexa Bliss in the Elimination Chamber. I guess we just got to get them all, get them all in, in in a match. I mean, listen, the fact that that women are wrestling down there I think for a shot at the title, though. Yeah, by the way, I think the, the I Raw think title. Bianca Belair's got to win. Uh, I want Bianca uh, Becky for WrestleMania. So, however we get there is is fine enough for me. Bianca Bianca with the big win. The dark horse would be um, Liv Morgan because they did they, they got like that whole Rocky thing with her like the underdog shit. Yeah, Dewdrop is having good matches too. Rhea Ripley um, too also, but yeah, I I agree. Bianca Bella needs to get her rematch against Becky, no doubt. The Universal Heavyweight Championship, the man, the myth, the legend, Roman Reigns against once again Goldberg. Uh I mean, what what did they what did they count in this as two years in the making? This this match is two years in the making. Uh, it's two years too late. Uh, it was already done. We know why it didn't happen the first time. Uh, 
But, you know, Goldberg's got to get his his match in and wheel him out for, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia or what have you. To me, Roman Reigns needs to win. If this match goes six minutes, I'll be I'll be happy. I I I'd like it to go longer because I you know you got to give Goldberg some spots here, but uh, Roman Reigns needs to win. Still, I'm still on the you know the the what is it, the head of the table. So head of the table, the the needle, the moving the needle, the needle mover, the needle mover. All right, so Brock's already won the Rumble, so he's guaranteed his shot at at Mania for the title, right? And he's going at the Roman Reigns, so or. It, not that I don't think Goldberg is going to beat him, but whoever the, the SmackDown champion is, it's probably be Roman Reigns by WrestleMania. But WWE Championship is on the line. Bobby Lashley versus Brock versus Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles versus Riddle versus Austin Theory. You know, I'm not here. And, and, and like I said, the Elimination Chamber. I, I'm curious to see. This is going to be good because Brock doesn't need to win this match. You know, I, this is what I was saying about that the day one pay-per-view. Where you're inserting Brock into the match, but you have so many outs. You don't need Brock to win. And you don't have to worry about a screwy finish. Uh, you can kind of do the same thing here. Um, I personally don't want Lashley to lose. You, you think he's going to lose? No. No? I think he's going to go to WrestleMania. Uh, question is, who, he, who who does he go against at WrestleMania? That That's the thing. I see him losing, right? Okay. But, and whoever, and you got guys like Riddle, Austin Theory, how about AJ Styles back in the fold? I listen, that'd be a great way to propel him. You put the belt back on him and then you could throw you could throw him in a three-way at WrestleMania with Riddle and Rollins. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, or have Rollins win the title. I, I again, Bobby Lashley, I'm not a big fan, but he like I said in a couple weeks ago, he has impressed me the last couple several months since the last elimination chamber. He's been killing it. Um I think you start. You got to. It's getting stale with him, though. Yeah. You got to start putting stuff. If he's not gonna have a program with Brock anymore, since Brock's going after Roman Reigns on SmackDown, um, who does he match up against on paper, looking good at Mania in April? Well, like you said, a Seth Rollins. It, could, it would have to be if he retains. Uh, you got to put him in some kind of gimmick match for Mania. You can't do one on one, and because unless you build something, I mean, you still have time. But it's it's I don't know that title is so stagnant right now, in terms of stories. But obviously, and, and what's really even funnier about this is I'm surprised. And you said Kevin Owens, right? Kevin Owens is in the match. No, he's oh, no, not. Yeah, because he doesn't go to Saudi Arabia. No. Yeah, that's no. right. He doesn't go to Saudi. A lot of guys don't go. Sami Zayn won't go. Who won yeah. the IC title last week, by the way? Yeah. Against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, this is gonna be. I'm, a, you know what? I'm actually excited for this tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it at uh, at noon. Yeah. I'll probably watch it at night when uh, when everybody's asleep tomorrow when I'm doing my after I do my thing. But I feel it's gonna be something that um could potentially tell a really good story leading into Mania. Yeah. You know. Um. All right. Let's. And speaking of Kevin Owens. Yeah. Uh, let's stick with Kevin Owens real quick, then we move on to the the real the meat and potatoes of our uh, of our of our current agenda today. There's been reports that Austin is in talks with WWE for one more match and would be against Kevin Owens. Okay, Owens has long said that he's not only loves Steve Austin, but got Steve Austin's blessing to use the stunner. Yeah, right. Uh, which guy, which newer guys do now? It's like a thing. 
where it's like, um, you know, every every genre has it. You know, like uh, guys, like, can I wear your jersey? Can I do this? Can I do yeah. that? You know, out of respect. You know, um, Austin hasn't had a match in a very long time. Uh, I think we're rounding about. I mean, if you want to count his last match against The Rock, around in about 18 years. Yeah. 19 years. So, I don't know what kind of ring shape. He he looks good. He still looks the same. I don't know if he's in ring shape, per se. Um, unless he's been working out. I don't know. I yeah. just see him drink beer and interview people at his, at his, at his ranch. Yeah. Which is fine. I love his, I love the Broken Skull Ranch sessions. Um, I don't know if I want to see a full match. Maybe I'll see him come out and stun Owens in three seconds and Owens does the job, or do we see him get involved? I don't, I don't know. Uh, here's, here's the way I look at it. They, they, they've planted the seed with, with Owens on Raw, you know, uh, Bad Mouth in Texas. Um, th- think of the pop that will be, you know, the glass breaking and Austin coming out. Uh, just be, it, it would be, pun intended, uh, roof shattering. And um, to me, you could you you can get a full match out of Austin with Owens, without a doubt. Yeah, and that yes, without a doubt. I I I think so. I think with Owens in there, going full blown Tracy Smothers style, all the mat, all the stuff before they even lock up, you can get that stuff going. Uh you you can get a full match. Um, you know, are you gonna get a chin locks and 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 arm drags? No, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fist fight. Yeah, Austin's gonna get three bumps. You know, you probably you know he's gonna you know and use them wisely. Um, you know, th- and that and also, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you want to see Austin win, nostalgia, but I think Austin loving loving the business like I perceive him to love it. I think he understands the the commodity of passing the torch, and I think if you know he he gave Kevin Owens, and it was and it was a love hate thing, especially with the online community with with uh, Owens using the the stunner. It took a while for it to get over. Now people are loving it. Now people are. I used never to had a problem with Kevin Owens. I neither did I. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. I, pers- in the last I personally 20 years. didn't have a problem either. He's so good. My my son and I have. I mean, oohed and odd over him since his Ring of Honor days. Yeah. So there's nobody better that could do it. Uh, so, so to me, I think you, I th- if it happens, you, you do it right. You get Austin on TV, have him come out. You know, stun a few people. You know, come out, promo all this stuff. You got to remember Austin's last. Television thing was in was in the PC when they did like one they did three sixteen day during COVID, and it was nobody in the fucking building. Yeah, it's and, true. And 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 it felt flat, like it just like Austin came out just did did some bad. Well, didn't night. he make an appearance when you and I were at Raw? Yeah, but that was I'm gonna talk about. But that's that that that's like I think that that's the last great pop he got yes. when you and I were at Raw yeah. a couple years ago. And so to me, I think they're not gonna waste that. Uh, that that idea of it, so you know, I I'm excited. I hope this does happen. I think Austin, you know, we, we never say never. Shawn Michaels came out of retirement, so yeah, guys get crippled. Edge Edge came back. Del Rio came. A lot of guys who were injured allegedly or yeah. career ending has come back after after years of healing. 
But years of healing also means age. Yes. So these guys aren't doing marathon matches no more. They're not wrestling more than 10, 20 minutes. So if you're going to do a 10-minute, to 12-minute, 15-minute match, it's got to be something significant, and you got to be able to, 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 to hang because these guys are a little... It's a bit hybrid now with these guys. You know, Kevin Owens can do everything. He can he could take it to the air. Yeah. He does uh, all the crazy spots with the with the cannonballs and the fucking suplexes. His pa- I know it's bought on WWE, but his pile driver is one of the greatest pile drivers I've ever seen in my life. Especially when he package pile drives people. Um, and on top of his his um his old handicap of him not even being able to speak English at one point. Yeah. He can cut a masterful promo. And kudos to Steve Carino because that was his guy when Ring of Honor, those guys, I think he fed off that whole team scum thing and he was so good at what he did and that's why he's in the position he's in. That's why he resigned because, listen, um, I'm glad he resigned after the news that broke about 48 hours ago. Um. You know, and we'll pseudo stick with WWE. Yeah. Because there's a rumor now. I mean, with the, the the only the only non-rumor is Cody Rhodes is no longer with All Elite Wrestling. We all know we know that's true. Okay. We also know that he's not the executive uh, vice president anymore. We also know that Brandy Rhodes is also not a part of the uh, of marketing and whatever she was doing with them and the heels, the women's division that she was working with. Yeah. They're both not a part of AEW no more. The rumor part is he was taken off the booking committee and Tony Khan is doing the 100% booking now. That was part of the reason. Another reason was there was a falling out with money. He wanted another contract with more money. I guess he didn't get it. And then all of a sudden, because he wasn't booking anymore with the money, he's been wrestling without a contract for a little while now. Yeah. Um, he's which, go- which kudos to him, you know, for, for sticking to his yeah, word. and Yeah. I mean, you, you so now the rumor is right away he's going back. <coughs> Bless you. He's going back to WWE. He was promised a main event spot. He's uh, allegedly he's supposed to be in two there in two weeks making an appearance for Mania. Blah 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 blah. Without Brandy, by the way, allegedly. Yeah, br- apparently Brandy turned it down. Well, that's the yeah. the rumor. So he not only that, apparently um, he was starting up his own promotion. Trying to anyway. Um, and then AEW gets the r- lowest ratings they've ever gotten. <laughs> so we'll get into that in a second. But my thing, he, so now I got a lot of shit because I'm not a big Cody guy. Let me let me just can I just yeah premise this? I don't think Cody Rhodes is a bad wrestler because I actually witnessed one of his greatest matches of all time when he beat Nick Aldis for the fucking for the NWA Championship in Chicago, and I actually got a little teary eye watching it. It was that that was a that was a great fucking match. Right, I don't dislike Cody, his skill set. I dislike the fucking playing the martyr, getting beat up on TV, then doing the shitty game shows and the reality shows, then coming back as the fucking hero with the neck tattoo and the stupid fucking music, <laughs> right? And on Anderson with his stupid fucking uh, marker and, and, and game plan fucking lamination, right? Like, that stuff bored me, okay? Um, but it's kind of weird how he helped start the company, and now he's not there anymore. Yeah, there's something. There's something to that, right? So, it, you know, I no one knows for sure unless unless you hear from Cody. Cody's gone on record now on social media. He's put out two 
big tweets. One that he's not with the company no more, and he thanks everybody. You know, he took the took the high road, and then he posted something like he followed up with, "Please continue to watch AEW. Please continue to support those guys." Da 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 da. So he's just. It's not like maybe he left on bad terms, but with bad terms with Tony Khan and not his peers and not the company itself. You know, the company. Again, this is why you a lot of guys don't go into business with your friends because it becomes like a deal where is it business or is it friendship? You know, like the Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody, all these guys were there and if they started it up, it's like at one point do you draw a line and say like, all right, when does it when is it business and when is it personal? And Tony Khan was like here, money bags McGee over here. Like, take take the money, you know, do what you got to do. And I think once Tony Khan got to where he wanted to be, it was like, all right, now I see what's going on. I'm not doing this. I'm doing this. And he can. He owns the company. Yeah. But maybe you were my friend before that with a handshake saying, but dude, you promised me A, B, and C, and now he's not. I don't know the deal. I don't know the deal. Like, I don't know what what tempted Cody or what made him want to leave his cushy spot. I, I, I think it's I think it's kind of it's fairly simple in the sense of I think we've been saying it for a while and we we knew something was afoot. Something was wrong. Uh Young Bucks, Cody at one point seemed, I wanna say, at least online, seemed inseparable. Um Excuse me. Uh, and Cody mentioned it in his tweet about um, about the Bucks helping Cody find his, his his footing, I guess, in the business of professional wrestling. Not needing a big company to brand yourself. I, I think Cody found that in the Bucks. Um, and I'm glad he kind of mentioned that. Uh, but... Let's call it what it is. He hasn't been on the, on on, a, on being the elite in close to two years, at least. Um, coincidentally, came in with the start of the company. Um, maybe there's creative differences. Maybe there's um, you know style differences. Perhaps maybe that's the, the the better word I'm looking to say. But at the end of the day, you know you've. <laughs> We we knew it from day one when Cody was booked into that match of well you're never gonna get a world title match ever again like right there and then what do you do <laughs> so did, did my question is did Cody know then that oh I'm not long for this place you know because we we were scratching our heads with that booking decision like how are you gonna book yourself never to win the world title why are you gonna stay in this in this company. And why do you keep playing the modder? Why do you keep getting beat up with Missy? Look at Missy Hyatt. Yeah, great. 1993. Porsche Nash was like a fucking melty candle, but yeah. uh, I digress. But she, but you know, so that, that's the more important question. And I think now in the style of the Jinder Mahal, the, the, the Drew, Drew uh, Galloway, uh, Drew McIntyre, you, you made your, you made your mark on the Indies. Now you're a proven commodity. Now you come back to WWE and make some real money. I think that's where I think that's where Cody's heading per se. Um, 
<laughs> I you know you you see you could see the memes already probably being started where it's like we all think that Cody's gonna be the world champion and then then six six weeks later he's he's running around in the the twenty four seven title skits. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I I don't think he that's gonna be him. Um, I, I'm not surprised that Brandy's not going to WWE. I'm so glad. Uh, yes and no. She's nice on the eyes, but she's terrible on the mic, and she's not very good in the ring. I disagree. I, right. I, I disagree in the sense of that I was maybe because I'm just a huge Paige Van Sant fan that I was kind of hoping I wanted to see Paige Van Sant. Dude, versus Paige Brandy. was fucking ru- even Paige is green. Yeah, and Paige would ruin her. Oh, without a doubt. But I just wanted I just wanted to see see yeah because you're the selfish, di- dirty, 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 dirty minded. Yeah, but uh, you know. Yeah, this is this is this is big for 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 WWE. This this is a big get, and look at this now internally. How how together is AEW? Now is AEW the problem, or was Cody the problem? Because now that was where Tony Khan the problem, right? Well, because all of a sudden we were under the impression that the kind of the inmates were running the asylum, but we all know that. That Tony Khan is kind of he's he's got the pencil as it, as it were. The Bucks weren't really booking themselves though in a lot of. Well, I I think that's what that was our mindset going into it was that that's what we thought like they were going to be booking themselves. That's so, what everybody thought yeah. because it makes sense. But and 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 to to an extent, yes. I mean, you can have a say, but but to me, you know, Cody going to WWE, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I know we always say it. I'm not mad at that. I think you get him in there. Um, I'm sure he's going to come in with clauses where, you know, he, he may not have to follow a script in the sense of that he has to run ideas by Vince and, and, and the writers and the producers. So, like, you know, he's not going to have complete autonomy. But he's also not going to be bound to, here's your script, S- study this, and the show starts at 8. You know? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that. No, um, for him to come back, it has to be something significant. Because, like you said, he did build himself up in the Indies, right? Um, and he could have gone anywhere else. Ring of Honor is back up. He could have did New Japan in the States. He he has ties to all these places. He was champion in all these places. Yeah. Um, Impact, hit some of his boys down there, and I'll go over Impact's pay-per-view, because they have a pay-per-view tomorrow as well. Um. It's that kind of party. So, for him to go back, it's got to be a significant deal. He's not. He's not. He's not going to be Stardust. Well, he, well, he's know? not going to be. Oh. And he, but I mean, Could, and he's not going to be in any kind of mid card fucking. I think, personally, he wants to be the next Miz. He wants to do all the fucking shitty movies with them because he, he he likes to act. So he'll be in like the Marine Twelve. You know, <laughs> he'll have a shitty reality show with Brandy. Probably, he'll be on dancing, yeah, he'll be on the dancing, dancing with the dancing stars. with the stars. All the bullshit. Well, that, he's probably gonna he has that in the contract, which he had that in AEW, where yeah. I could still do my outside projects, which is you know, call it what it is. You know, you're not allowing other superstars to do that. You're shutting down Twitch streams and 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 YouTube, but stuff. no creative control though. Guys still don't have that. Of course not. Only a couple of guys really have that. Like yeah, John Cena. Maybe Randy, Roman Reigns now. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah. yeah. Um, but, it, you know, like you said, you're right. Like, he's not going to come in as Stardust, you know, but, you know, he's going to come in as the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, and 
It's exciting. But then what? That's that. Well, and I listen, I think you get him in. I think you get him in as quick as you can. You get him in for this WrestleMania. I think you. I mean, you yeah, always have your compete clause because you get it. Because you, in the same sense, you got to get in front of the in front of the wave too. But I I, I want to end it on this because here's here's my question is the, the the story is about that he left because of money. Now is it that he was asking too much? Now was he asking too much because he just knew Tony wasn't going to go for it? Something happened. Yeah, apparently they had a falling out. There had to be. It, oh. With finances and or the creative booking department committee. Like, he yeah. was part of that, and then he wasn't. Yeah. I want to know why he wasn't. You know, there's got to be a—I mean, there's a story. Obviously, it's, it's going to be closed behind closed doors. No one's going that, to—Tony that Tony Khan will take that to his grave. Probably. Because he still knew with this, and I think he wants to establish his company as something that's, that's you know, significant. And the ratings dropped drastically this week. Yeah. Like, they bombed. But in their defense, there's a ton of shit going on right now. Yeah, you got the Olympics. You, I mean, there's. I mean, in, in the NBA, just broke for All Star break, but like the Olympics are going on. Like, there's so many things on TV. Listen, and don't. It's not Cody's fault. Okay, you un, you have to understand something. Wrestling is not popular on TV like it used to be. They're not getting five and six million people. A fucking week anymore. You're getting maybe eight hundred thousand. You're getting a million. Okay, I don't go for ratings because it's not 1998 anymore. Yeah, you can't compare. If you look at the programming on each of the of the major networks outside of sports, it's either awful reality shows, awful game shows, or dramas about civil service. <laughs> Chicago has a fire, a police fucking show. Yeah. Dallas has a fucking EMS show, okay? Law and Order is still going on. They have like seven different shows going on. Yeah. So all you have is these shitty reality shows, these shitty fucking, um, fucking, um, you know, game shows. They're bringing back game shows, and you have civil service fucking. They're gonna have a sanitation one soon. I guarantee it. <laughs> Some garbage man fucking falls in love with with an executive. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. But so you, I don't listen. And I and I'm I'm making fun because I don't watch any I don't watch any of that stuff. I don't want to relive my fucking career and watch it come. I don't want to work twelve hours a day, come home and watch fucking Chicago Fire yeah. or Nine One One Lone Star, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't want to see Rob Lowe as a fireman either. It's annoying, <laughs> right? But my my the whole gimmick um, is no one watches wrestling but wrestling fans. Yeah. Okay. And it's oversaturated. There's so many leagues and feds that, that are going on that, that are being streamed on, on iPay-per-views and, and YouTube and, and, and all this other nonsense. And these, and these apps like Fight TV and, and all this other stuff. You know, there's a, you know, no one's watching Raw, SmackDown anymore like that. Or AEW, or, you know, NXT. They're not. Except for the... For us. Yep. For the fans. Okay, so don't blame, don't blame Cody... Blame the fact that AEW has 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Absolutely. Okay? Because half their roster you don't see on TV. Yep. You'll see them in dark matches. You'll see them on pay-per-view, maybe. You'll see them on YouTube. Like, it's it's a 50-50 booking, and Tony Khan needs to fucking either let some of these guys go or 
That's put more programming on TV. You want you want my opinion? Of course. He's he's he, he they couldn't get to an agreement because I think Tony Khan was looking at Cody Rhodes as his Tom Brady going, "Hey man, I'm going to need you to take a little less money." Uh, you know, we picked up a lot of guys this year, uh, a lot of women too. Uh yeah, uh books aren't balancing. So I'm going to need you to take a little less money. You know, I'll give you a little bit on the background, on the back end. And Cody's like, nah, man, I'm 30, 30 something years old. You know, I can't fucking, I can't do that now. Uh, to me, I think it's, it comes down to that. I've always said it. I'd love to see AEW's books. I, I, I I'm, I'm generally, they got a lot of money up front from TNT. Now they're on TBS. Uh, they're selling merch. They're selling, they're selling merch, you know, but you know, they're definitely in the red. I, I they they have to be in the red. There's no way. So they got a pay per view coming up in March. So, so to me, I think it's it's definitely it was definitely down to money. And you know, he was like, "Listen, Cody, you were making this, but you you were also gone. You 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 filmed two seasons of the Go Big Show. You have your side show. You don't need this money from me." And Cody's going, "Well, I'm fucking worth it, man." And so I think it's I think there was a. You know, a respectful negotiation, whatever the case is. And you remember, I told you guys a few weeks ago that I was listening to Ric Flair, and he said that that Cody has aged twenty years in in ten years in terms of wrestling knowledge and and like you know self worth and stuff like that. Um, it's for you know, I feel like if that's the case, he's basically writing his own ticket. And he established himself as a, as a bona fide superstar. Okay, um, that's why he got the LJN figure. You know, that's why he, that's why Brandy was the marketing person. That's why he was on the game shows and the reality shows, and the, you know, he was the pseudo face of AEW. Chris Jericho will tell you differently, because Chris Jericho was their first signee and he was their first big star if you don't count the guys who were there already in terms of starting it. Bucks, yeah, Omega. The Bucks, Omega, Page, and, and Cody. Um, but, you know, you have CM Punk, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. You have fucking, you have FTR, you have the Lucha Brothers, you have the Young Bucks, you have um, you have all these people, but yet there's still guys there that that, that need to shine. Stop! I mean, they 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 they're doing it well with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Right. But you gotta start building your own stars. You got Danny Garcia. You got the acclaimed Lee Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty, who yeah. just fought against Danielson the other night yeah. on on AEW. Um, you got Britt Baker. You I, got, how much you want to bet that Cody's looking around and and doing quick fucking math, going, there ain't no room for me here. I'm going to ask for yeah. big numbers. Right, but like, and then, and who's to say that Danielson's not going to ask for that again? Or Punk? Or or the Bucks? Or Omega? Like, I mean, these guys printed their own money before they came to AEW. Like, they didn't have to go to Vince. The Bucks became millionaires their off own. their merchandise. Yep, yep. Off their name. Off YouTube. Okay? Kenny Omega made his money in Japan. Yep. Has dual citizenship. Has done everything in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He is a legend in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, these guys have has have already cemented themselves as superstars without going to up north. Okay, so at one point, do you put your your personal creative uh, character 
um, attributes aside and do the business thing and, and negotiate what's good for you and or what's good for the company. Because a lot of performers can't do that. A lot of performers need the money. That pay, it pays their bills. It pays their families. Like, you know, you got guys, Randy Orton, you know, you mentioned Randy Orton before. Like, listen, he's been around for a gazillion years now. Okay, he's a, he's a, he's a senior guy. He's getting his paycheck. Yeah, but remember what he was doing with with his new contract? Yeah, he was he was, he pitted one against the other. Right. He, he's he, of course he called fucking Tony yeah. Khan. Yeah. And let let that rumor start. Yeah. That's why Kevin Owens is resigned. You know, if they start losing guys, Tony Khan needs to build more stars. Yes. Okay. And you have the talent. There there has been there's so much talent in in wrestling right now. That it's almost impossible to book properly. So this is Tony Khan's first run. Either he's gonna be really good at it, or he's gonna fucking fail miserably. And your and your point to being them in the red might come to fruition in public. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying like if, if that's the if that's the case, if they're in the red, and he don't do the right thing by his talent, you're gonna lose TV, not right away, but you'll lose TV. Yeah. And you're going to lose all you guys. Yep. Because a lot of these guys didn't burn bridges. Maybe Punk did, but Danielson didn't. Uh, I uh, Punk didn't burn a bridge. If, if if Punk called Vince, he'd be in this WrestleMania fighting Roman Reigns. Hands um, down. You know, uh, Punk gets a dog collar match at the next pay-per-view against MJF. I'm excited for that. So you want to talk about Piper in Oregon and Piper in Portland. For this, there's only been one other dog collar match. And that and, was Cody. Yeah, Cody and, and, and Brody uh, Lee. Rest yeah. in peace. Right? And I'm sure that that was a, a, a point of contentment. This can only happen on pay-per-view. Yeah. Because you, you, they're obviously going to have color. Yeah. Because you, know, you can't have color on TV anymore. Yeah. Right? Which pissed me off about the, the match with Pete Dunne on Tuesday. Have you, how do you have a weapons cage match and not be able to fucking and yeah. not be able to have any color? Yeah. Anyway, I digress. But they talk about Piper and Portland. You better be Piper in Mid Atlantic, yeah. If you're gonna have a good dog collar match, because he had one of the great, he had probably the greatest, the greatest. dog collar match of all time. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a risk, not for MGF because it's really not in his, it's not in his wheelbarrow to have matches like this, but for Punk, if you're gonna make the star, you gotta come correct. And CM Punk has not been the performer he was almost ten years ago. I'm sorry. I love him to death. He can still cut a mean promo, but he's not the guy I watched at Survivor Series 2011. He's not the guy who cut the the, the the pipe bomb. He's not the guy who beat John Cena in his hometown and took the belt home, put it in his refrigerator. Like he's not that guy anymore. He's the elder statesman. He's the older voice of the voiceless. He's the older guy who's gonna now should be in a position to put guys over. Um, this is a very pinnacle match for MJF because this is going to probably project him into the next fucking stratosphere. He's got another two years allegedly there in that company, signed, sealed, delivered. He's got two years to build an amazing resume. Yeah. Okay, he's already a fucking superstar. He's already obnoxiously over with the fans, and he's so good. And he's prop and he's really good in the ring too. Oh yeah, like he's he's one of those guys that it's like even if he had a bad match, it wouldn't even like it wouldn't even have an effect on him. 
because he's so good, well rounded. And this was Punk ten years ago. Yeah. Right. So this match better be what he what you know what it, what it's supposed to be. Don't be Piper in Portland. Be Piper in Mid Atlantic. <laughs> be fucking Greg Valentine in Mid Atlantic. Yep. That be those guys. Don't be fucking Piper in Portland. Piper in Portland wasn't having chain matches. Okay. Yep. Stop. Stop name dropping the past. And 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 not and not and not and hopefully you're gonna deliver. That's that's my point. So wrap it up. You think you think Cody's WrestleMania bound this year? Yes. Yeah. I think Cody's WrestleMania bound. I think Cody is gonna show up and have a significant impact on some. He may be the wild card in the fucking Raw Championship fucking scramble. Huh? I'm not saying he's gonna be in Saudi Arabia tomorrow. But, but he I'm, could be. But he could be against. Hey, he could be that name against. He Bobby might be. Lashley. He might be the guy against Lashley. Yep. That's actually didn't even think of that until now. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, uh, real quick, impact tomorrow, no surrender. Deanna Perazzo just got engaged yeah. to Mr. Macklin. She's delicious too, by the way. Uh, she's going to defend either her ROH title or her AAA title against uh, to be announced. Ace Austin versus Chris Bay versus Jake Something versus Mike Bailey, four way for the X Division Contender Division Championship match. Matt Cardona versus Jordan Grace for the inter impact fucking intergender digital media fucking t- TV title, put it that way. Black Taurus from AAA versus Jonah. Eric Young versus Jay White. Yep. The Good Brothers defending Impact Tamp- Championship against the motherfucking Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga Tangaloa. Cutlets versus Tasha Steeles for the knockouts title. Ten man tag, Jay. Team Impact. Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, yes. Rhino. Rich Swan and Steve Macklin versus Team No Honor. Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, Vincent, and Kenny K-I-N-G King yep. with Maria Canellis. If the Honor No More team wins, they'll remain impact. If Team Impact wins, Honor No More will be gone for good. I'm, I'm excited for that match. For the Impact World Championship, Queens' own Will Morrissey taking on Moose. And two dark matches, Trey Miguel versus John Schuyler and Tennille Dashwood with Madison Rain and Caleb versus Havoc with Rosemary. That's on, I think it's on the Impact app. Uh-huh. Uh, so I know you have that. Thank yes. you very much. So it should be interesting tomorrow. Um, that's, I don't have anything else. No, that's it, yeah. Um, we'll take a quick break. We will yep. plug our friends. And um, that's pretty much it. We are the Tarmacle Throwbacks. We have a cool throwback for you tonight. It's uh, Phil. It's Jay. It's fucking Augie, who's annoying today. Annoying as shit. And uh, we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m., on RantEMRadio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder, because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years, 
But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Jury is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Somebody says about Tommy Wildfire Rich, and hey. You're listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Paul, and Jay, and the pain in my ass, Choppy. All right, we're back. A little dangerous alliance for you. Hell yeah. I can't. There's no. There's no fucking volume control on this on this particular thing, so I have to mute it. So anyway, we're back. It's Phil. It's Jay. Good evening. It's the chat room. Hopefully, you guys are chatting with us. <laughs> gotcha Gotcha Alright let's do it And now Here is your throwback of the week Sponsored by The Shining Wizards Network And Rant EM Radio My eyes don't hurt So I think I can do the rest of this without the glasses There you I, go I did most of it so it's I'm I'm not gonna jinx it today, but anyway, February 29th, Leap Day, fucking 1992, from the Milwaukee Theater, the Mecca. 
In, yeah, the Mecca. I love, in, I love that. In Milwaukee, as a <laughs> Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as a man, Alice Cooper would say, Does Alice Cooper have new music out? Uh, he's touring this he's year. He's touring. I know that. Yeah. No, I don't know. I know. You know what? I think he's. I think he wrote like a double album or something. You know something? I Phil Ray a fun fact. I've never seen Alice live. I've seen him once with Motley Crue. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I, I think I might want to see him. I think he's playing locally for us. In I think it's either Jersey or, or um. I know he was playing. Yeah, it might have been the end of last year. He was playing with Ace Frehley and, and AC, and I taught. And I oh, I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, Ace was, Ace is a good fucking hand on by himself. He's got a he. he you know what's cool? He always has a nice band with him. I've yeah. seen him twice. I've seen him at in Staten Island. You told me you saw him three years yeah. ago. Oh, it was fucking awesome. All right, Super Brawl two, February 29th, nineteen ninety two, from the Mecca. Like I said, Milwaukee. 5,000 in attendance. The one thing WCW did really well was make it look like there was 20,000 people. They really that. did. You got to admit that. It's the only thing that they, they, they did very well with their production stuff. Okay. Um, if you look around the interwebs, this is probably the one of the... We see young Chris Benoit watching, watching the third one, actually. Watch Super Bowl three, Super Brawl 3 now. Yeah. This is right before his, uh, his appearance at the uh, Super J Cup. Anyway, if you look around the interwebs and you talk to a lot of people, whether it's on Reddit, on Facebook, Instagram, this is probably one of the greatest produced and on on paper one of the best cards, top to bottom, that they that WCW produced in their early in their early years. What I mean by early years is because again, WCW officially broke off from the NWA in 1991. So you're looking at they're only a year and change in from the transition of uh, being an, an Uncle Ted production, right? Yeah. Um, but it's hands down one of the fucking best cards they've had. Okay, uh, Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff are doing the um, are doing like the you know the the they're the MCs of the evening. Um, Missy Hyatt's doing backstage. Jim Ross on color com on commentary with a his first. Pay per view, yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura coming out in a Harley, coming out in a Harley Davidson right there. So, the first five minutes in, you got Bischoff being the fucking heel MC, Tony Schiavone, Missy Hyatt looking fucking delicious as yeah. as as all she can be delicious. Now she looks like a, a melted candle, but that's besides the point. And I, the first, well, before we get into the first match, let me premise by saying this. You know, this was a time where the stuff that you're going to see in this match only happened in, like, Mexico and yeah, Japan. Japan. You didn't see it in the States. Guys didn't take the fucking the huge spots and the aerial stuff like these guys are starting to do now. So if you want to call Brian Pillman a, a pioneer of some sorts, you, you basically can because the cruiserweight division, the light, the light heavyweight division was huge in the... Um, in the 70s with the NWA and yeah. even Vince had a light heavyweight champion before a while before he brought it back in the, in the, in the attitude era. Um, guys were smaller, guys were quicker. Um, and you saw a couple of spots, but you didn't see the fucking spots you did see in these, in this match. So, um, Pillman had the title. He had lost it Christmas day, yeah. Christmas night to Jush and Thunder Liger. Um, he was at the Omni. Um, they, they for years Christmas and Thanksgiving were like you know the Omni's the was the Madison Square Garden of the of South, South, yeah, right. 
So these guys were, this was the precursor to the Cruiserweight Championship, obviously. Um, and but Jesse the Body's excited. Yeah, he uh, he he really. I'm telling you, he he brought his working shoes on. Yeah, for for, for this event. Yeah, and Jesse, to his credit, after about a couple of years being out of it, comes back hard, and he right away gets right back into what he's doing. It was funny because Jim Ross is supposed to doing the play by play. Jesse starts doing play by play with him, but yeah. adding his commentary to it. Right, a lot of a lot of color commentary guys don't do that, you know. But Jesse was so, I guess, amped up, you know. Um, so the match is Juice and Liger, of course, defending his uh, light heavyweight championship against Flying Brian Pillman. Um, of course, you know you'll hear Jim Ross say a thousand times, "Miami of Ohio, yeah, yeah, special teams, Cincinnati Bengals, by God." Yep. So you're gonna hear that every time Pillman fucking wrestles, right? Um, Thunder Liger is roughly eight years into his career. He's already established himself as a as a major. He's probably the most popular guy in New Japan right now in 1992. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Right? Um, Arguably, maybe next to Great Muda. Muda and, and, and Inoki. So, this was a good match. Uh, this is, I, I mean, it is definitely called upon as the greatest opening match of any show Arguably in history. That's an argument, but that's it's it's got to be top ten, top five. It's definitely top five. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, to be a uh, if you put it with the right moniker, yes, this is a trailblazing match. You go out of your way to watch this. Um, the stuff that they did then uh, was just—it's almost like it would be an opening card now, because it was so over the top. For, for for 1992, that this was this was kind of hard to like the crowd really didn't even know how to react, and both guys were really, you know, Pillman had a uh, interesting um, promo on the Clash. I think it was a few two weeks prior, and he was talking about how, you know, he was trying to make it against America against Japan, but both guys were clearly. Uh, baby faces with with Pillman doing some heel stuff, but not a lot. Uh, this would this would slowly start his heel turn. But uh, God, there was there was just so many. There's too many spots to call <laughs> in this match. I got two spots in particular. One was Liger does a he whips the guy into the fucking corner, an Irish whip, and then he follows it up with a running drop kick, and it's pretty. Yes, like. It's pretty, Jay. It's like it's 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 one of his signature moves, and I know it's not a big move per se in terms of like you know game changer. It's not gonna it's not gonna win him any matches, right? But just to see the follow up and how he stops on a dime and drop kicks you in the face, yeah, you know, it, it's brilliant. Another spot for me was Liger again doing a fucking cannonball from the from the apron, but they don't know how to call it. Yeah, that's how primitive the announcers were calling these matches because they didn't know. Like he did a flip there, he yeah. did a flip here, yeah. and like Jesse called it a, a somersault, yeah. right? But now it's like a it's a, a cannonball plunger from like you yeah. talked. Excalibur has yeah. a fucking he, the only the only credit I'll give him is that he's got the moves down to a science yeah. where he'll have to go and correct Shivani and Jim Ross and whatever, right? Yeah, so. 
even though I still hate him. <laughs> but he, I'll give him his due. I'll give him his due. He, he knows his moves, right? But this match was so ahead of its time, there was no names for these match, for these moves yet. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And like I said, Pillman, you know, uh, I think, because this was the time that Liger would come in he didn't stay with he didn't stay over here for long. He would always just come in for for a few shots and then go back. Um, so this was during that time. So it was kind of you could tell where the belt was gonna go. The belt was gonna stay on on uh, the belt was gonna come back to Pillman for that. Um, but it was a it, it, it this this was an absolute great match. I mean, there's no there's no way around it. This was I mean. Obviously, it's the match of the night. I mean, we uh, we're not breaking any records here by saying that. That's that's everybody knows it's the match of the night. No, nah, uh, it, it was so Pillman hits a DDT, lights out, right? Um, and then he goes for a pin, like it breaks the pin. Yeah, right. They bump heads. Uh, Pillman goes to the top to be crotched. Like it goes for a snap suplex for a two. Like misses a splash. Uh, he misses a splash of a flying headbutt. Pillman rolls him up, and then does yeah. a does a bridge. Yep. To, with the pin, it was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful and, to and, win the title. And seamless. And like I said, there was a few there was a few botches, but it wasn't. They weren't they weren't gratuitous. They weren't bad. You know, they just, yeah. just shit happens. But these guys were professionals and knew if how to you, make it look seamless. Yeah, if you're doing a five five star Meltzer thing, I'm giving this a four and change. Yeah, you know. Um, but this was clearly like like Jay said, this was clearly the match of the night. Um, so more shit talking from Shivani and Eric Bischoff. Yeah, Missy Hyatt interviews Jay's favorite wrestler of the night. By the, by the way, Terry Taylor. Did he go shopping? Did he call up Ted DiBiase? He was like, hey, I was gonna say, I, <laughs> hey, I was gonna say that. I gotta borrow. I gotta borrow some. I gotta. I gotta get. <laughs> I gotta show interviews the Taylor the Made Man, the Taylor Made Man from Vero Beach, Florida. Uh. Terry Taylor, one of the greatest ring performers, underrated of his time, actually. And I tell you, I and I am someone the first. To really kind of rank on him, and I think it's because I, he's got that stink of the Red Rooster, so I can never get that off. I mean UWF, NWA. I mean just classic WCW. Like he's just one of those tacticians. He was, yeah. he was precision. He was good, very good Matt, classic Matt wrestler. Um, and then he kissed. I mean he built a lot of careers too. Yeah, but so. But that being said, I I really. This match was it, this. This wasn't anywhere on the caliber of of, of the the previous match, uh, but they were telling the story here here that you know, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, the perennial rookie of the year. I think he was rookie of the year three times, right? I think ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. He, he he was the handsome stranger in in, in global, and he, <laughs> he came he came here and became a, a superstar. He uh you know but he's the rookie here, and Terry Taylor's the veteran. They told that story. I, I I think as a standalone match, I I really I really like the dynamic of it. I like the storytelling of it. Uh, and right. And all the way down to the end, where it looked like if you look, if you can look online, it's kind of fifty fifty. Like oh, it's a botched ending. I think they were really going for that surprise victory. And Terry Taylor sold it, whether it was right. a botch he, or not. This is his job. He put. He first of all, he does. He, he does. Something uncharacteristic. He doesn't do anything off the mat. Yeah. So he goes to the top rope. Yes. And that's his feet. Yeah. That's it. He and then gets a splash, misses it. Bagwell comes out. Pretty boy. Sunset Sun- flip. Yeah. Done. And it and it and it's almost like 
And Jim Ross called it perfectly where he's like, he got three, he got three. And he's, and you're calling it like it's a sporting event. Like that's how it's how it, it made me think of like, like more matches could be done this way. If it wasn't done in a over the top manner where you could just tell that, like, Oh, that's, that was scripted. This did not feel that way. This didn't feel like it was crowbarred in. This felt like, Holy shit. The rookie just got one over on the, on, on the veteran. And, Great storyline. The second second match with with a DDT in it. Terry Taylor laid him out with a DDT uh, after the match. But it, it and you know going forward, we'll we'll look at to see how the story progressed. But uh, you know Terry Taylor did an absolute amazing job on selling the fact that he that the rookie got one over on him. And kudos to and I like I said, you know me, I'm a big time Terry Taylor hater. And then Taylor I, lays him out after the match. Typical heel. Typical heel stuff. And it's and it's beautifully beautiful. like if you want to show somebody being a professional wrestler, show them this match. Um we go backstage, Missy Hyatt tries to get to speak with Holly Race who hypes up Lex Luger. Obviously it's pre taped because Luger I mean Holly Race says he's gonna beat Sting tomorrow night. <laughs> what did you did you uh what did you think of that promo? like Holly Race was it looked like Holly Race was doing an impression of somebody doing an impression of Holly Race. Yeah. Um, What's your finish? Yeah, Holly Race is um, greatest wrestler on God's green earth. Yeah, right. Um, but Holly Race, um, from what I read and from what I heard on podcasts, he definitely embraces his role as a manager. Um, I guess trying to fit in. Yeah, I feel like he's a, a way, he's, he's he was a little over the top. He, yeah, like, I mean, I, I wanted I wanted right. that. You make that makes sense. Cut to the camera, right? You know what I mean? Correct. He was almost go. It was almost like earthquake. Like the way that he was yelling at yeah, the camera. Yeah, it is good. It's good. But I, but because like you said, but it was it was good. But it was it was car- and listen, WCW around this time. This is a very interesting time. And I, I was saying it to Phil before. Like this is my favorite time in WCW. I love this era. I don't know why. I think it's just nostalgia. Because your age, yeah. But I just love this era. And 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 we're getting into the real cartoony stuff. I can't wait for '93 where we start talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the mini movies, the Turner Home Classic movies. Still I'm started. getting more nasally now. But, We're almost uh, done. We're almost <laughs> done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they 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 go into that match, and then uh, the next match is the uh, Cactus Jack against Ron Simmons. Right. Um. So they they fought before. Uh. On uh. They when I, I think when Simmons was champion on on Clash of Champions. Um. I mean, this is. I mean, we talked about we talked about Cactus Jack, Jay, just Jay favorite wrestler. Um, I'll let you get into this, but you know, nothing. It's it's a contrast of styles. You know, you got you got Simmons, who's the fucking, who's the football player, tackling, throw guys around type yeah. of dude. You get an occasional chin lock and wrist locking on you, but not really pretty. What Ron Simmons? Did. I mean, Simmons did it well because he looked good. Um, but then there's Cactus Jack who bumped and scraped for everybody and laid his body on a line for every every opponent coming up because that's what he felt he had to do to stay relevant. Yeah. And I mean obviously now he's crippled, but um, you know, I'll let you take this. He uh, uh you know, and same thing, it's you know, much like with Brian Pillman, Jim Ross is just, you know, stating his all his collegiate uh accolades and you know, but Looking back on it with 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 our history, you know, we know that they're building towards something. They're building towards the the big. I think he wins the he wins the title later on. Is it this year? Ninety three. Yeah. Later on in ninety three, 
you know, but they're starting uh, the baby face turn and and all the stuff. And He's still using Doom's music. Yeah, and you know, Foley for for his credit, uh, just got you know, just every time it goes out there, you know, I remember I, I don't know if it was in Foley's book, I forgot where I heard it uh, or read it. Uh, around this time, they started doing incentives. Uh, they would pay guys up to I, I forget the number four grand, five grand, whatever it was, a night on top of your take home for guys who work the hardest. I think th- that almost kind of makes a little bit more sense of what Foley would do in the sense of like I- I'm not just saying that he was a whore and he and he's a stunt man and he did it for the for the money. I'm saying he did it to tell the story and he knew. He wasn't gonna look like the Sting or Lex Luger, and he he's always said it. But like, man, he he knew how to tell a story inside the ring and put his body to extreme limits. Uh, so to me, this match was only six seven minutes long. Seven uh, six thirty four. Yeah, and you know, so like to me, you you, you can't uh, you can't get a lot done in that. But Foley fucking sure tried, and he and if there was an incentive for for you know working the hardest, I think he was looking for it. That's for sure. So, like I said, uh, you know he hits, uh, he throw he dives off the turnbuckle, uh, Foley, but he gets caught for the power slam. It, it, spine, it was, the spine buster. Yeah, yeah it, it it was uh, it was a pretty good it was a pretty good finish. Yeah, the, the, what pisses me off was the fans weren't into it until the the the. Tom Foolery at the end. Yeah. So Ab- Abby comes in. Abdul the Butcher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby. Abby comes in, jumps Ron Simmons. That that him and Cactus are, are pals. And, Cact- um, and then JYD. They JYD, wearing, very out of shape. Wearing a tuxedo. Wearing a tux sitting ringside. Um, comes takes out both guys. Get to get the crowd pumped. It's just you know, I mean, whatever they needed, they needed to uh, to to get Ron Simmons uh, some help, and that's the best way to put JYD in a situation. So yeah. Um, th- this next match was fucking weird. Yeah, um, Richard Mo- Richard Richard Morton, uh, who's a heel because and he admitted it on on Austin's podcast he hated it. Yeah, but um, who who Robbie Gibson, Gibson who Gip- Robbie Gibson was hurt. Yeah, so Rich Richard Morton and a incoming Vinny Vegas uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, fresh off his Oz debut for the previous Super Bowl, correct? Versus heavy metal Van Hammer. Oh God! Awful. And and yeah, God awful Z Man. Who had all pink on tonight? Yes, 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 yes. <coughs> Bless you. This match sucked. Yeah, this match was horrible. Um, the best fucking move was Vinny Vegas with that fucking boot to the face. Yes, just and it, fucking and if you, when you look at the slow mo when Jesse talks about it, he's right. He caught Hammer right under the chin. Yeah, and he was wearing fucking like cavarichis. He wasn't wearing <laughs> he wasn't wearing boots. He was wearing fucking shoes. Like I said, and and that's just defense. He's he's you know. He's still new in the business, and here's this guy Van Hammer, who's God is worse than that. You can see Nash is talking to him, like telling him like to slow down and telling him what to do, and he's trying to work with him. But Jesus Christ! And it went twelve minutes. It's a, how did this match go twelve minutes? I don't know. It's it's insane. I don't know. I don't know. Um, the next match has a good story though. Yes. Um, Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes were the tag team champions at one point. Um, they had their beefs with the Dangerous Alliance. By the way, name of the episode tonight is Dangerous Mooks. <laughs> uh, Matt Squires put our faces on a on a cartoon poster of the. Oh, of, I gotta check that out. Of the uh, Dangerous Alliance, I'm gonna make it the uh, synopsis picture for the for the for the episode. Oh hell yeah! All right, I already downloaded the picture. 
Um, so so they, they injured Barry Windham at one point. They closed the door on his hand, and he beat him up in a parking lot, and whatever, whatever. Um, and Paulie was barred from ringside from all the Dangerous Alliance matches tonight. Yeah. So it was Barry Windham and Dustin Rhodes versus Larry the Cruncher Zabisco. I love I love that nickname, the Cruncher. Versus and, and and his partner, the World Television Champion, stunning Steve Austin with Medusa. With long head, long head, yeah. Austin too. Yeah, this match was really good. And 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 you you see Austin in this match and just reminded of like how good of a worker he was inside the ring. He was so crisp. Fucking Dustin was Dustin Rhodes for me was the was the was the best in this match. I think yes. He even did that Hetty Gilbert fucking the the stun Sun, gun yeah. hot shot. Yeah, I mean precise. Yeah, big throwing those big clotheslines like. He was so good, man. Dustin Rose. I mean, I'm gonna say he was. I mean, I mean, he's fifty something years old now, but he was. He was. He was really good when he was a youngin. Yeah. You know? He, like you said, calling him the natural was was was, was kind of uh, was 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 apropos because he, yeah. really, he really was that yeah. good. Barry Windham. Yeah. Throwing that fucking lariat. Well, he was throwing it like he was. A, he looked like uh, look at a, a light Stan Hansen he almost. Like, no, he looked like uh, the young bucks. Throwing, young bucks. Throw, yeah. throwing, throwing his super kick. He but was just hitting everybody with a lariat. He hit he hit Larry Larry Zabisco with that with the flying lariat, right? This match went almost twenty minutes. By it the way, it was a lariat party. This went, yeah, it was a lariat party. Super lariat party. Super lariat party. There you go. I mean, it was a grudge match. I mean, it wasn't really. I, I listen. I'm glad they gave it time. You know what I mean? It almost went twenty minutes. Yeah, I'm glad they gave it time. It was and it was worthwhile. This 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 was a good match. I I this would be my match of the night. Like discounting Pillman, Jushin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know this. This is the match, and I I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I forgot about how long, you know, Barry Windham was walking around with tape on his hand like it was a cast. Like he's sitting there throwing punches with a broken hand. You know, throwing clothesline lariats with a, with a broken hand. But it was a great story. It was a really really good story, and I tell you, Dustin Rhodes. I I, I mean. He never fell. Maybe it was because of. I mean, he wasn't good on the mic. You know, he definitely was nowhere near like his old man. I guess maybe that's part of it, or whatever the case is. But he could get it done inside that ring for sure. And we go back to Bischoff and 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 Tony Schiavone. Bischoff's now wearing a fucking Steiner's Michigan Wolverines jacket. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Medusa tries to see Steamboat, but the ninja oh. stops it by saying, You go now. Yeah. Medusa even offers sushi, which is racist, right? Uh, uh cancel her. Then she slaps the ninja who chases her. I don't know what the fuck that was all about. <laughs> but that leads us to the WCW World Tag Team Championship. The Stein is going up against uh well Paulie was there, but I don't know well, he wasn't ringside, whatever it was. And then Bobby Eaton. Rest what in a, peace. Yeah. What what a match. What a match. Uh yeah. The Steiner Brothers at this point, uh, kind of on in their swan song for, for uh WCW. Uh they were gone later on this year, I think, right? Yeah. They were gone later on this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh but they uh inside the ring, there was nothing there was nothing more powerful, especially Rick Rick Steiner with, with Jim Ross on the call, just yelling Steiner line everywhere, just like Everything and Dangerous Alliance, World Tag Team Champion, U.S. Champion, Television Champion. They, had they held fun. it. They, it was awesome. They were the they were the '90s version of the Four Horsemen. That's what, and and they got it. They got the point across for sure. 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut and, you off. Uh, but to me, you know, the, 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 real, the real star is Bobby Eaton. You, you, you see that and you go, God damn it, man. What could have been? Crazy. You know, like I said, he was such a good worker. Arn Anderson coming in, it was supposed to be, he came in the previous year, I believe. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be with Tully to coming in as the tag champs, and uh, Tully didn't didn't come over, failed a drug test, sure, whatever. Yeah, case. too much booger sugar. And uh, so you know, you 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 pin on Anderson and Bobby Eaton together, you can't go wrong with that. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, I don't like the way the match ended. I yeah, I I mean, what they were trying to go for, I get because. I, lo- I and listen, maybe maybe it's just like you said, nostalgia for me. But like on Anderson getting the 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 powder, you know, throwing it at Rick Steiner. Uh, I kind of really really kind of enjoyed that, like that idea of it. And he suplexes Randy Anderson, uh, you know, out of nowhere. And uh, who's that? Oh, Wild Bill Irwin. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so you know, all of a sudden, another referee comes out. Uh, Scotty Steiner hits uh, Eaton with the with uh, the butterfly suplex. Yes, and, and, and then he goes right into the Frankensteiner, which is just ninety two. God, is there anything better than young mulleted Fra- uh, no. Scott Steiner? No, no, uh, just fucking killing it. Yeah, and, and but then the referees come out and they go over it and they say that uh, Steiners are disqualified. Right. You know, new official I, comes in. Yeah, it was a way. It's it's a way to beat the Steiners without beating the Steiners. Twenty minutes, six seconds. Yep. Crowd was hot though. Crowd was into it. Crowd was into it. Crowd was so into it. It was it was good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, for what it was, you know, and like I said, this is and and you know, I love Jim Ross. I I, I you of know, course, absolutely. And I think here. His stuff in the Attitude Era is good. It's really, really good. I think it's top notch. Uh, but you can't discount this stuff with uh, here and with uh, with Jesse. Jesse, he's he's reinvigorated here for whatever reason. You know, he's he's fresh off his lawsuit against the WWF uh, Coliseum videos. So to me, he uh, God, I can sound so nasally. He. Uh, you know, he he was he was into it. He, I think almost like like Jim Ross was almost inspiring uh, Jesse. <laughs> it almost seemed like. So, well, we go to the next match for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Rick Rude, ravishing Rick Rude, defends against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This was a really good match. Um, yeah. Also, went twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, that this match should. Yeah. Rick Rude is just such a good worker. The way he sells. I mean, we always talk about Yeah, I guess at some points he over oversold, you know, but the atomic drops or whatever. But, like, you know, whatever part of the body Ricky would be working on, uh, you know, Rude would get one over, and then he'd start strutting. He would do his Rick Rude thing, and he would sell his ribs or he'd sell his arm, like... That's to me. That's that's where the money is, and and there was no short of that in this. And they were both looking fucking jacked in this match. I love how you're gonna give me the segue because you you gave me an inadvertently a segue about them telling a good story. Yeah. At one point they collide in a ring. 
like they collide into each other with momentum. Rude locks that into a sleeper hold. Yeah. yeah. Steamboat reverses it, breaks it with a jawbreaker. <laughs> then goes to the top rope. It's a it's a superplex for the for the near fall. Steamboat gets the fucking the the the, the baby face rally going on, right? Clothesline, flapjack, goes back to the top rope, comes off with a big chop, but the ninja yeah. that was helping the steamboat now cracks him with a phone and allows Rude for the pin. Yeah, and, and it was funny because you could see that the first hit was a miss hit. Yeah. By Paul uh, and listen, you know, Heyman did the right thing with like seeing that uh Steamboat was still giving him his head, was like, Oh no, you gotta make this one count and he fucking walloped him with yeah, the well, second one. It was Paul Heyman under the uh, Paulie dangerously under the yeah. under the ma- under the under the, the ninja mask. Um, who Missy Hyatt caught him in the back? Yeah, so. after after the match, you know, Rick Rude must have got back there in record time because all of a sudden they're in the locker room. They so, might have, yeah, that was yeah. definitely pre-taped. It had to be, but uh, but th- this was this was a great match too. Like you said, another another one. This you know across all, all across the board. I mean, minus the tag match, it was really kind of no no bad matches here. You know, no, even no. even though, like the, the main event. I mean, the good. filler card, the filler matches were. I mean, listen again. You can't have every, every, and we've discussed this too. Every match can't be great. You know? Yeah, there's. I could count on my hand there's spots. I could count on my hand how many amazing cards, top to bottom, there were in my lifetime without one stinker or one bad. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You, you have to do. You yeah. You, you got to do your fucking homework for that. All right. <laughs> Salute. All right. So it's main event time, partner. It's main event time. The World Heavyweight Championship, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The total package, Lex Luger with his manager, the handsome one, Holly Race, former seven-time NWA Heavyweight Champion, against the Stinger. Um, You know, this was uh, Luger's time. Um, Yeah, he was... uh, 13 minutes, though. Yeah, I, I mean, listen... He like I said, uh, Luger was gone after this. He, I, I think he stick, stuck around for one more set of tapings, and he was he was uh, WrestleMania eight, <coughs> excuse me, for the WBF. He because some weird thing with his contract, he couldn't wrestle for Vince, but it, Vince signed him to a WBF. So he had no, we had like no clause thing, uh, no some, compete clause, some, some 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 kind of stuff like that, uh, from what I read. But he, uh, you know. Uh, I tell you, we always say that Flair always brought great matches out of Luger, but you know what? That is, you can't sleep on the Stinger. Sting, the Sting knew how to get it done. As much as I'm not a Luger fan, because him and Sting are friends, there was always good chemistry between them, whether they were opponents or a team. Uh, they actually won the fucking Crockett Cup one year yeah. after Magnum got hurt because it was supposed to be Magnum in the tag tournament. Um, but him and Luger won the tag tournament one year. I think they beat the Road Warriors in the finals. I, I forget who they beat in the finals, but... So they had they have they have they have history. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah, you could tell Sting had a really good match though because he lost a lot of his face paint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the less face paint Stinger has on his face, yeah. the better the match is. Yep, yep, yep. You know yep. that's that's great. He gets the face buster, gets some back rakes going because he's pissed off now. Uh, he tries a cross body block of some sort and it falls top of the outside. Race does the cheap shot, takes out Sting. Sting climbs to the top, nails Luger with a cross body. That actually wins the match. Um, Luger at one point, though, hit an atomic drop and then a gorilla press. Then hits a pile driver. Yeah. It was like a fucking video game. It was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, what a fucking, what a great set of moves. that that. And I hate Luger, but, I mean, you know. The ending was odd. The ending was a little odd. Right. But Luger does, like, you know, 
you, we're into the storytelling at this point, and both guys, like I said, have history. Um, you know, it's it puts Sting back on the uh, top of the mountain with all these guys. Like Jay said, a lot of guys are on their way out, uh, a la the Steiners, and uh, and of course now, Paul, um, Lex Luger. Um, who's going to flex with Danny Padilla yeah. in, the, in WBF. Oh, yeah. With Ico Pro, you got to want I, it. You got Ico Pro. He, Ico. Drinks, he drinks the whole thing of milk. He goes, ah, does a body good. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, at this point, Luke is looking in fantastic shape. He was never not in good shape, I mean, in bad shape. Like, he, that's the one thing he always had going for him. Yeah, without a doubt. He was an Adonis. He had a fucking physique and a half. Problem was his attitude, so yeah. he was seldom world champion. Okay, so that's just that's just how it goes. Now we I, we've mentioned that for the last ten years on this podcast. So and, and like I said, I mean, I and I think that's it. Like where where Sting kind of came from the same beginnings as Luger. Like Sting knew how to not be a bodybuilder. Not, not so much. <laughs> not so much that, but like knew the attitude, knew how to, you know conduct himself and, and be humble and, 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 and whereas you hear the stories about Luger always being kind of like into in, in, you know into himself and into you know only into business for himself so whereas Sting never had that you know Sting was company the, guy was, was the he, top paid he guy he was the undertaker of WCW yeah he was the top paid guy right never went but he, but he didn't walk around like the top paid guy. and never left like never yes. left came back you always know, stayed but he uh this was this was a great match, and this was listen. You couldn't do any better than Sting coming out ninety two, babyface. You know, with uh, a surface Sting coming out like you said, face paint, bleach blonde hair. Uh, it, it, the only thing that was missing was the man called Sting music. Yeah, he I mean, does, he does this, he does that. Right, <laughs> it's he's just... big as a bull, he's quick as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting okay, terrific. <sighs> okay, terrific. Um, yeah. Again, people still say this is one of the most underrated pay per views. Um, yeah, it is, and, and like I said, especially watching it from front to back. You know, the Richard Morton Vinnie Vegas match. You 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 could throw that one away. Every other thing kind of had a, had its really good place on the card. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that, but you know they had to get the belt off Luger in in, in in the right way. Who else? But who else better to put it on than Stinger? And they keep Holly Race around because he gets, he wound up getting Vader. Yes, which so. is which is arguably way better. Oh my God! We, you know he he wet his palate with uh, you know Luger knew how to manage somebody, but he really managed. Uh, look, they, you could just tell what's happening right here with Cactus. Pulling off, yeah. But uh, it's my guy against your guy. Oh yeah. Um, was Poland off the TV champion in Super Bowl three? No, this I don't think this was for the belt. This was the the street fight. Street fight, yeah. But I uh, thought Poland off was the TV champion at one point. He was, but I don't know if he was today. But yeah, this this was this was a good card. Great great match. Uh, you know, especially f- to 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 close it. And like I said, I mean, y- you can hear it in the air, and and it's and this goes to show you that. Good stuff can happen kind of, I don't want to say on accident. I don't know if that's the right word. But if you put the right pieces in the areas, 
stuff can happen. You can get you can get the a, a good taste of soup, and this was it because there, there was a lot of hit or miss at this time. Just by watching five thousand of these in my lifetime, yeah, I feel like you really can't as a booker or a promoter. You really can't really. You can write down this card and book it and be like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever done," but it may not come to fruition because of the talent. A match went over, uh, a cup, a botch, something production-wise, something you know. So these guys never really had a like. Oh my god! I guarantee you, though, looking back on it now, thirty years later, and it's under. I some of these performers have to, that are still alive can look back and go, "Man, yeah, that was good shit." Yeah. Because you know what, and it's like Jay said before, it's a weird time for WCW, and it's they're establishing themselves as basically the number two company now. Yeah. You know, even though ninety two, I mean, this was the E was on fucking fire at this point. Yeah, and the summer will will, will take care of that. Well, on like its you own. said, because like, what are you supposed to do as WCW? Your number one guy, Ric Flair, is is the champion, right? Right. On the other station, yeah, he you ha- is the champion. So now you got to try to find within, and, and they did a really good job with doing that. They did a good thing, you know. And WCW always brought guys, rotated guys back, even before Eric Bischoff was in in in. They brought Ondorf back. They brought a bunch yep. of guys back. You know, they, they just, they rotated guys that were established that they, they almost like a safe net. Like, you could, like these guys aren't going to fucking ruin a card. No. They're, they're, two, they're two pros, especially yep. Ondorf. You know, you know, Cactus is going to bump for everybody like, <clears throat> like we spoke about before. And like you said, you, you, put, them, you put them in a, you, you, you could do whatever you want with them. Oh, no, no, false count anywhere. Ondorf's like, okay, bet. I'm in. Yeah. You know, and... Like you said, they 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 figure it out and they 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 go by the crowd noise or what have you. But that's what I'm saying. Like like like, there's no need for that bump, right? It's, the sunset flip off the middle rope onto the floor, like that's just it's just insane. Like why? Right. That's just fodder. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. This is Brawl too. I'm yeah. sad. I'm sad. Choppy wasn't here because he wanted he this yeah. um, he wanted to talk about this and I was like I picked this from I had this in I had this on the calendar since last year, so I'm glad we can do this. Um, you know. But salute, one salute. More, one more sneeze for the fucking for, <laughs> for <laughs> recording. Anything else before we go? No, that's it, brother. All right, so we hope you enjoy all the pay-per-views this weekend, and uh, hopefully we'll all be back in the studio next week. Yeah, how yeah. is the, the reunion? Reunion, <laughs> reunion show. Right. Guys, we still want some entries for our Mid-Card Madness uh, yes. tournament. I know we're, we're going to compile each uh, our individual lists and put our guys together, but we still want your input, too. And we're going to have the selection show either the first or second Sunday of March. Yeah. Uh, with, with Commissioner Matt Squires. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's do All right. So you guys know all the social media handles. Cousin Richie bought a shirt. Thank you very much, Cousin Richie. He bought a Mook Tank shirt. And um, that's pretty much it on our end. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight or today, whatever time you're watching. Well, you'll be watching this at 9 o'clock, hopefully, at uh, 7 o'clock if the, the fucking thing uploads correctly when I'm done with this. I have faith. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you guys have a good rest of your weekend. Take care of yourselves. Stay gold. Don't catch the clap. Don't get arrested. Yep. And don't be a jerk off. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.